señoras y señores! What is going on? Happy Tuesday to all across the Delaware Valley, across the world here. Of course, you are tuning in now to Oi in Philly Sports. I am your host, El Parcero Philly, the United of All Things Sports and Culture in the beautiful city of Philadelphia. What is going on, YouTube? What is going on, Twitter? What is up, Twitch? And, of course, what is going on, TikTok? Thank you so much for tuning on into this uh, this episode 63. We're at 63 episodes of Oi and Philly Sports. It is the Hank Farley episode of Oi and Philly Sports. If you're an Eagles fan, and if you remember who Hank Farley is, kudos to you because I don't think many Eagles fans remember who Hank Farley was. The starting center of your 2004 NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm pulling it out of the bag bright and early here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Let's before we move forward, we got to handle our business at hand. Do not forget, guys, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you guys like the live and subscribe to the channel. And if you are, a, if you enjoy podcasts, you have a podcast rotation. It would it would truly mean the world to me if you can add Oin Philly Sports to your rotation. You can find us wherever you stream podcasts. Definitely leave a little rating and a little subscription there as well. Would truly mean the world to me. And as always, guys, throughout the show, I always answer comments. If you are watching on YouTube, Twitter, or Twitch, definitely leave those comments. I'll put them on the screen, and I will answer them, and I will definitely talk about them. And same thing on TikTok. If you guys have comments or questions here on TikTok, definitely shoot them away, and I will answer your questions as the night goes on. A little patience to TikTok. Y'all Y'all like to be impatient. Y'all think that this is a 15-second TikTok. No, this is a po- live podcast that you are you guys are blessed to be watching. And I'm blessed to be presenting to you guys here today. So I'm really excited. Lots to get to today. We got some birds talk. Obviously, we're still having those lingering feelings after that Niners defeat on Sunday, uh, the home opener. So we'll definitely kick back that. We'll kick that in. Uh, as we get prepared for week three, Monday night football against the Dallas stinking Cowboys. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Dallas week. Stand the F up. If you are an Eagles fan, you know what this week means. We hate Dallas. We want Dallas. We cannot wait. It doesn't matter what the record is. All right. We saw last year, both teams sucked. Both teams were still trying to go for the NFC's title. And uh, Dallas got the better of us in Dallas. It is what it is. But it's Monday. You get yourself some revenge, Philly. You get yourself some revenge. We got we got work that needs to be done, and we'll see what happens. Of course, we'll break it down all as the week goes on. But thank you so much for, for tuning in, guys. We'll talk some Phillies. Of course, uh, we got a game at hand right now. Obviously, last night was not what we were expecting as Phillies fans. But if you're a Phillies fan in 2021, you cannot be too surprised by the result that happened yesterday. But currently, I'll give you. I'll, we'll start off with the scoring update right now. It, we are in the top of the second. Uh, two outs. Of course, it is a bullpen game, and uh, it is still 0-0 with a man on second with Gutierrez uh, up on to bat right now for the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, we had, a, uh, what was his name, Adonis Medina. Uh, Medina going up to start here today. Obviously, we saw, uh, I was right. I was That was a complete guess, too. I'm, I've probably seen this name before. That's probably why I got it. But hailing from Santo, Santo Domingo, La República Dominicana. Adonis Medina, he's getting the start here today. He won, uh, uh, he's gone an uh, inning and two thirds so far. He's still in the game. He's got a scoreless game going on so far. Two hits, you know, you'll, you'll definitely take that, but he's not looking too terrible. Um, obviously, we got uh, Cam Bedrosian, who had a couple starts over the past couple, uh, the past two bullpen games. And uh, Adonis gets his crack out of here today in this little bullpen game here that we have for the Philadelphia. We'll get into that a little bit later. Wanted to give you guys that quick scoring update. 
Um, but we'll talk about the Phillies and that disaster that happened last night at CBP. Uh, we'll talk about the Union as the MLS and Liga Mackey's announced a new format for a tournament that we just flat out do not need. Uh, it's a, another cash grab for soccer in North America. And uh, I'll tell you my displeasure and why I don't think that'll happen. And of course, I don't want to really listen. I don't want to talk Sixers Day because you guys know where the conversation is going. But I, um, it would be a disservice if I don't talk uh, Sixers basketball with you guys. Today. And of course, the situation with Ben Simmons, there is a new revelation. I mean, it's really not a new revelation. It's just come to fruition with something that we already knew about when it comes to the Ben Simmons situation. And we'll talk about that as well a little bit later. Uh, what we got here, guys? What you guys got here in the comments? I'm going to start going to the comments first here. I'm sorry about that, guys. Uh, Bradley Chubb needs surgery out six. What is he ever going to be healthy? Between Bradley Chubb and Von Miller, you guys can never keep defensive ends healthy, man. Is it the Denver air? Is it the Denver air? Is it the high altitude? I don't understand. Uh, we play Joe, Logan also states we play the Jets, so it's fine. Logan, you know, what? I'm sorry. I didn't even say hello to you. I, that was my bad. That was me being rude. Logan, hello to you, my friend. And I hope you're having a great day. And I thank you for tuning in yet again to another episode of Owen Philly Sports. Uh, Megan uh, Talby44, she says hello. She says hi, to be correct. Hello, Megan. How are you? Happy, uh, happy Tuesday to you. Hope you're having a great day there. Uh, but let's dive into it, guys. All right. So obviously we are still lingering with what happened on Sunday afternoon, the 17-11 loss to the 49ers. And the more and more I look at it, the more and more time goes on. I feel good about that loss. I know you guys think I'm crazy for it, but I feel good about that loss. In life, you really you have to take your risk. You have to go through your bumps and bruises. And the Eagles are doing that right now. And it's still a young season. They're going to figure it out. They're going to be okay. But I'm happy that they got that loss. They lost to a veteran team who has a good coaching staff, a veteran quarterback in Jimmy G at this point. It's crazy to think that Jimmy G is a veteran quarterback, but he is a veteran quarterback. And I thought that it was a great learning experience in general. And I'm going to get a little philosophical with you guys. It's what I love to do best, right? Um, but so just a little background about myself. So when I started doing YouTube, I was 21 years old. Uh, I was living in North Jersey. I was a young general manager of a Jersey Mike's. If you guys know what Jersey Mike's is, shouts to you. And there is, you can't tell me there's a better sandwich franchise than Jersey Mike's. I'm sorry. Now your local mom and pop delis. Now that's a different story. That's a different story. But Jersey Mike's, there's nothing better nationwide. Whatever. I ran a couple of the restaurants up in North Jersey. I was living in Giants and Jets country. I helped open up three restaurants. Uh, two in Wayne, one in West Caldwell. I can't believe I still remember that. Uh, but at 21 years old, I knew that I had this talent that I learned about um, connecting with people and, and being able to create relationships with people. So I figured I love sports. It's always been my passion. I've always annoyed people talking sports. And I figured, why not just get into YouTube? I see people. And it's funny that um, now I, I currently work under Liam Jenkins. Uh, I'm part of his union division at Philly Sports Network. I used to watch Liam Jenkins and Philly Sports Network. Before it was Philly Sports it was just Liam. And he was doing birds coverage. I'm like, who the hell is this Brit talking Eagles uh, on, uh, on YouTube? But Liam did something really special and obviously grew into a whole network that I'm a part of now. Um, but I started doing YouTube. I did it for like six months living. My last six months living in North Jersey, I did it there. And I gave up because... I just was tired. Of, it was a lot of work. 
you know, at the time I, I didn't want to sound like an idiot. So I would do a lot of research. I do a lot of notes. I do it now. But now I feel more comfortable in my own skin. I feel more comfortable talking about these sports without any issues. But it was a lot of work. I was still putting in 40, 50 hours at the restaurant, managing the restaurant. So doing schedules, doing payroll, doing inventory, all the big boy stuff that 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 revolves around um, running a restaurant. And I was draining myself out. So I did. It was funny because after the year was up in North Jersey, I came back to South Jersey to my parents. I moved back into my parents' place. And then in the first two months, I decided to continue. I decided to continue the YouTube channel. But then I found my old childhood buddies, right? I found my, my group of friends that I grew up with, and I decided to hang out a lot with them. I broke up with my girlfriend at the time. We were in, we were in a long-term relationship. And I decided to just party and just be a douchebag in, in the term of it. I would party five times, in the, five times out of the week. I would go out and party, drink, get wasted, come home at 4 o'clock in the morning, driving drunk, being really irresponsible. And after time, the YouTube channel disappeared. Not, not that it, it literally disappeared, but I stopped posting on content. And after of after like two years of living this lifestyle, I lost. I had a falling out of buddies, and I kind of stopped stopped connecting with those guys. I met my current girlfriend at the t- that I have currently. Changed my life. I got a job doing door to door sales. Changed my life. Changed my mentality to what it is now. I'm I'm mentally strong. I'm now more mentally strong than I ever was, but at the time it is what I definitely needed because I was heading into no man's land. And then the, when I started doing YouTube again, which was in the winter, I still remember it was February of 2018 or 2019. 2000 February 2019, I started doing YouTube again. Uh, after a short stint of doing some writing, which I hated, I figured out I'm not a writer. I'm more of a personality in front of a camera. So I started, I found out my love for soccer during the time as well. So the minute I, I got back into YouTube, I realized the American soccer game needs more people. So I started doing a lot of soccer content. I did have heavy union like I'm doing now. Um, I would do MLS content. I would do European soccer. Heck, I would even do um, international. I would do Colombian soccer because I love Colombian soccer. To this day, I love Colombian soccer. And I really was getting after it. After my first full year of covering the union in 2019, I had a lot of fun. It was a blast. The, the people that I met, the love that I received, it was beautiful. And then eventually the season was over and I'm thinking to myself, I have a lot of free time. You know, the union season, there's not really much to talk about. In the It's not like the Eagles, right? In the Eagles all season, you're like wondering how, how is Jalen Hurts going to look at this offense? What is this offensive line? We're, we really don't do that too much in the MLS. And, I, and it's got to get me thinking that I need to start doing that a little bit more with the MLS all season. But regardless. So I was doing a lot of trial and error in the beginning of my YouTube career, in the restart of my YouTube career. And over time, I realized that, look, Philadelphia, it's it's simple how it works. We love the Eagles. All, 365, we love the birds. And then when there's that team that does well, the late 2000s Phillies, the Sixers currently, the Flyers before the 2010s, uh, we just follow the team that's always doing good other than the Eagles. And I realized the only way I'm going to bring more relevancy to the union is I need to dabble back into Philly sports content. And that's where I'm at currently here today. But my point, I know that was a long story. I just love sharing my part of myself to you guys. But the long story short, I had to do a lot of trial and erroring in this, you, in, in this career of mine that, that I've jump-started. We are now into year three of it. 
I took, I did a lot. Of, I took a lot of chances. I took a lot of risks. I tried different things. Obviously, TikTok became a thing before I joined TikTok January. It was like right after New Year's. I joined January of 2020. Obviously, the pandemic started and at a couple months later, and I went heavy into that. But I did a lot of trial airing from doing European soccer content to doing MLS, doing just uni to doing five for five Philly sports, to even doing Colombian soccer to where we're at now, where I do five for five Philly sports content. And I ain't looking back. I love what I do. My point of what I'm saying in this story, this Eagles offense right now, there's a lot of trial and error going on right now. They need to figure out what it works best. We're starting to figure out a little bit more after two games what this Eagles offense is going to be. And for me personally, I think that it surrounds itself around the running game. And I know we heard the rumblings this last offseason how Jeffrey doesn't want to see a lot of running, or I'm sorry, a lot of, a lot. yeah, he doesn't want to see a lot of running. We heard the whole story after the Packers Thursday night game two years ago where Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders ran all over the Packers defense and we won the game, but Jeffrey was not happy with that. But the way I look at this Eagles offense, there is a lot of freaking speed on this Eagles offense. So, Running game is is going to be the engine that makes everything work with this Eagles offense. And I think that is what it's going to when this Eagles offense is doing that quick pace, running the ball, the RPOs, setting up the play action, it is dangerous because not only is the running game effective, but then Jalen able to find these wide receivers who actually have some speed. We got some speed in Philadelphia. Ain't that crazy? And then that also opens up his leg because he's got that that weapon as well where he can run all over a defense and it adds to this offense. So I think that for me, what I need to what I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. In week two, we saw the Eagles offense taking a little more risk going downfield a little bit more, becoming more of a vertical offense. Whereas in week one, I felt like it was more of a horizontal offense, meaning you saw a lot of the bubble screens. You saw a lot of the swing, swing plays, short yardage stuff that that, excuse me, turn into some to the yards after the catch. Get that, yeah, 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 yeah. As I like to say, I have too, I have too much fun sometimes, guys. I really do. Um, so, so that's the point, guys. This Eagles offense is doing its trial and errors. It's figuring it out, and I think it's going to be okay. We know the staples, though. It's obviously starts around Jalen. Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell seem to be the guys that are going to man that backfield despite my wants and my my needs for a power running game. Um, guys, real quick, so a lot of the, a lot of these conversations stems to my fantastic conversation I had with Joe Castro from over at the Philly Philly podcast. I want to give you guys a quick reminder. Tomorrow at 5 o'clock, set your timers. Head to my YouTube channel. Um, El Parcero Philly gone. Episode 3 drops at 5 o'clock tomorrow. We were joined by Joe. And we talked some Eagles. I, I picked his brain uh, as far as his other loves for the other sports go. And we had we had a great time. So a lot of the conversations that we're having here today stems from the conversation I had with Joe. So, guys, make sure you do check out the Philly Philly podcast. Great, great stuff that they're doing over there. But um, the with the wide receiving wide receiver core, this young group, man, I really see a bright future for these guys. And shouts to the Niners. I, I gave them their credit yesterday. We shouldn't. Probably shouldn't be giving them more credit than we did yesterday, but the coverage was, was great on what they did. Um, Joe brought up a really good point, which uh, I noticed too watching some of the highlights again. Um, the fact that when we see this Eagles offense yet on Sunday, Jalen's got one to two options on most of these plays that he's throwing downfield. Now, a couple of them I saw where he missed some of these open wide receivers. 
that's kind of normal stuff that you see from a young quarterback. But I think that when you're talking about a young quarterback who you're trying to not want him to resort to running the ball every single time the pocket collapses, I think you want to give him some more options, right? The 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 running the running game for him. So Jalen scrambling needs to be like the last resort because it is really dangerous to have that. I mean, not all quarterbacks in the NFL, like as Tom great as Tom Brady is, he can't scramble out of the pocket and, and get some extra yards, right? But the beauty of Tom Brady is no one gets the ball out quicker than him, and no one studies the tape the way Tommy Boy does. And that's that what that's what his edge is. For Jalen, he's working. He's studying. He's grinding in here. He's putting the hours. That rent is due every day. And I and it's funny a lot. I think some of you fans kind of misinterpreted what he said by rent is due every day. He doesn't mean that they're gonna win every day or they're gonna win every game. The rent is due. That means he's working his ass off because the rent is due. And if he doesn't work his ass off and make that money, he can't pay the rent. That's what he means by that. So just because he lost doesn't mean he didn't work his ass off. Jalen worked his ass off in preparation of that game, and that is what the rent is due every day means. Come on, guys. We think different, dog. We think different. No, I'm just kidding, guys. I'm kidding. <laughs> I will say this. This uh, we'll obviously dive deeper into the pre into previewing the Cowboys. I might have a Dallas Cowboys preview for you guys uh, with someone who watches the Cowboys closely, much more closely than I have, at least. But the one thing I do notice from this Cowboys defense from watching them in two games, the passing defense is still a problem for the Cowboys. It still has a lot. It has a lot of potential. It has some good young pieces, but I don't know if Dan Quinn's system is kind of settling in yet. Or, I mean, I don't think too much of Dan Quinn after what I saw in Atlanta at Ranta. Um, So I think that this is going to be weak. We talked about trial and error. Keep attacking that Cowboys secondary. I think what you're going to see is you're going to see a, a lot of what you saw in week one as far as um, the RPOs, the quick hurry-up offense, um, the options, the screens. But I think what you're going to see every now and then, we're going to see Jalen and the Eagles offense try to attack downfield and throw in that long ball. I, I mean, for me, uh, it's funny. It's something else we talked about on the on the on Felicon with Joe today. Uh, how many times have you seen an Eagles offense throw a long ball for a touchdown against the Dallas Cowboys? At least in the last 15 years. I mean, I remember the Donovan, the T.O. Um, I remember the the uh, the Michael Vick to Jeremy Macklin. I remember the Donovan, or no, Michael Vick to Sean Jackson the following year. I remember <laughs> Jalen Hurts to Deshaun Jackson. So long balls work in, in big D. So let's try to attack that. You know, if you get that running game working, and that you're able to crowd up the box, hit that bad boy over the top. Just, just, just test that out. Test that out, baby. The one thing I am concerned, we did get news today about Brandon Brooks's injury. He seemed, he got placed on IR. That doesn't mean he won't return later in the year, but it means he's going to miss a significant amount of time. So as much as I want to see Nate Herbig starting at right guard, I know that it's going to be Landon Dickerson. They invested a second-round pick on him. They're going to put him in there. And I don't think it, – it's not like I don't think that he can't succeed. I just like seeing Herbig starting over at that right guard over a brand – or, sorry, over a brand – I would love to see Brandon Brooks in there over Landon Dickerson. Now, if it was a left guard situation, I would have rather seen Landon Dickerson. But 
The fact of the matter is, Isaac Stelmao is actually doing a solid job. He's doing better than what I've seen in the past. And as far as Landon Dickerson goes, he's going to get ready. And that's the one thing, too, like we were killing Landon Dickerson. But remember, he's a young kid, rookie rookie uh, guard. He didn't get much time in preseason, much time in training camp in general. He literally gets put in, th- thrown into the fire there. He struggled a little bit in the beginning, but he did a good job of recuperating himself, and he finished the game pretty strong. And I think he's going to he's gonna build off of that. He's got a full week to practice with Jason Kelsey on his left and Lane Johnson on his right. He's going to watch the film. I think he's going to be okay. Um, and that, that Cowboys defensive line, ain't scaring nobody, dog. Ain't scaring nobody. <laughs> Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how that looks. Uh, the Eagles did sign Zach Anderson uh, from the Bills uh, practice squad. He's a 6'5", 315 pound guard slash center. So he's here for some depth, and and uh, we'll 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 see how Dickerson looks with this offensive line. Uh, Zach Ertz could potentially play this upcoming Sunday. I wouldn't bank on it, but I'm still looking for a big game from one Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard. So. Um, it should it should be fun. It should be fun. And as as much as my last point here on on the birds, I just really wanted to talk about the offense here today. But uh, the last point I will talk about the birds as far as a power running game. I, I'm going to give it some time. I'm not I'm not ready to now. If we continue going on these weeks where the Eagles aren't able to convert on short yardage downs, then I want to see a Jordan Howard or someone like that. It, bring Jordan. I mean, Jordan Howard's on your practice squad, so I would I, I would say bring him up. But we'll see. I'll give it a chance. I'll give the play calling a chance, and it's up to Sirianni. Sirianni's really got to bounce back. To me, he's got he's got to watch the tape. He's got to figure out what works and what doesn't work for this Eagles offense. But you know, fourth down on the one yard line, it's your sixth crack at it in the red zone. I don't need to see an attempt at a version of the Philly Philly. Keep it, keep, kiss it, keep it short and simple. That's it. That is all it is. That is flat out all it is. So lots, lots to, lots to see this upcoming weekend or upcoming Monday for the birds. And I hope uh, we can bounce back live with CDP is in the building on TikTok. What's going on, my friend? How are you? Hopefully Canada is treating you well here today. Uh, teaching lesson for Eagles. Exactly, man. That's, that's all it is, my man. Trial and error. That's, that's the. That's the motto for today. It's going to be the episode name as well. Trial and error. I love it. Uh, you should be in radio. Parcero. I appreciate that, uh, CDP. That is the goal one day. I will. I would love to get myself a team as well, a team of experts in, 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 in all these sports. And uh, we'll definitely get there one day, man. I, I appreciate that. I much love to you, brother. You speak well. Know your sports. I appreciate that, CDP. That just comes with a lot of uh, trial and error, as like, like I keep saying. No, but in all honesty, when when I get some free time, I do obviously try to watch as much um, of these Philly sporting events that I, that I can. I try to watch every Phillies game as, as I possibly can, every Eagles game, every Sixers, every Flyers, every Union game as much as I can. But what I'm trying to do in my free time is watching what's going on around the leagues. So what's going on in the NFL, what's going on in the MLB, what's going on in the NBA, NHL, and MLS, I'm trying to do that more so I can get myself acclimated and see what good quarterback play looks like, good goalkeeping, good good, good uh, midfielding, good uh, point point. Oh, God, I could use a good point guard, right? <laughs> and, and I try to see a good pitching. I try to see what that all looks like so I can critique my own team because I want my team to be at the pinnacle of it. 
So that that's all it is, man. It's it, it's the it's the little work. It's the hours that no one sees that's most important. And then that's my that would be my advice to anyone trying to get in this industry. It's not easy. It's definitely not easy. You can't just and for all you TikTokers out here in the sports TikTok world, it's not just about putting together a trending sound with a couple of words and standing in front of a camera. It takes more. I could do that. Obviously, I could do that, but I could do a lot more and I can dance a little bit too. Hey, you ready for that? Let's go. Uh, I'm 49 and now my goal is to work in radio. CDP, it don't matter if you're 19 or 59. You're If you got goals, you go accomplish it. And that, that is my... That is my message, and that's why I don't give up, my man, because I want I want to be able to be someone that y'all can look up to because I didn't have that growing up. That's why I was in a dark place in my, in my early 20s. If I, if I could teach you guys anything, no matter what you guys want to do in life, as long as you put your mindset to it and put your mind into it, hard put, put hard work as well, and you just – with all that extra noise in the outside, you just block it out. All the haters, all the negative influences in you, you just take it out in your life and you just move forward. That's what I've been doing in my life. And I'm I'm as happy as can be. Y'all can clearly tell. Glad to be your Canadian friend. We love you, CDP. Oh, Canada. <laughs> uh, Kenneth O'Nang, are you high on the radio? Well, I, I, um, I'm not doing drugs right now, uh, Kenneth, so I'm not high. But if you want me to give your my opinions on the Raiders, I am thoroughly impressed of what you guys have done. To know, I thought you guys played against two quality opponents as well. So I will give you guys some love in there. Um, but I don't think you guys have what it takes to overthrow uh, the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC West. But hopefully, hopefully you guys enjoy the season. That's what. And you know what? The Death Star is as advertised. That is a beautiful, beautiful stadium. And I would love to visit one day. But God damn it, it is too expensive to go out in Vegas. Gosh, we might have to we might have to go out to a Las Vegas uh, lights game because I because your boy broke and can't be affording uh, two thousand dollar vacations to watch the birds out in Vegas. Okay, we got we got bills to pay and uh, content that needs to be uh, it, it, it needs to be financed. Okay, uh, Lip boy, how's your day going? Lip boy, I am doing fantastic. I hope you're having a fantastic day yourself, my man. And thank you so much for all love, man. Thank you so much for it. Uh, let's see what we got here on the – you got, got a couple comments. I like it. I like it. Keep it coming, guys. Keep keep the comments and questions coming, guys. Uh, we play the Jets, so it's fine. Yeah, man. You better eat. You better eat facing off against Zach Wilson. Stuff eating time. Uh, Broncos are out of the Chiefs for the first time in four years. Look at that. I wouldn't get too comfortable, Logan. It's a long season, but you're definitely enjoying it for right now, my man. Uh, Broncos defense has allowed one touchdown on defense on average, not counting garbage time or special teams. That's pretty good. And that's the thing. Eddie has to just manage the game, continue being the leader. I uh, obviously missing Jer uh, Jerry Judy is going to be rough, but I like what they're doing out there in Denver. It's, it's solid stuff, man. Solid stuff. Logan. I love Jersey Mike's. Yeah, Logan Jersey Mike's. I worked there for four years. I want to say so from, from eight, no, sorry, yeah, no, eighteen, eighteen until I was twenty-two. So four years, I worked at Jersey Mike's, man, and I had a blast. Uh, I miss it to this day. I miss making those subs. I miss working on the slicer. I used to flip the bottles. Yeah, man, I used to do it all. Flick, flick the bags. Uh, I used to love. I used to love talking to people at the cash. That was kind of why I got into YouTube because I used to sit at the cash register when I had to be there, 
and I would just talk to people as, as they were playing. Like, hey, how you doing? How's your, how's your day going? What you got going on? Ah, uh, you ready for the Eagles this Sunday? Yeah, I think we're gonna beat the uh, beat the boys. I think it's gonna be our year. You know, and, and I used to love doing that small talk stuff. So I miss it, man. But uh, and any, if you ever, if you guys ever go to Jersey Mike's, you haven't yet. Go get yourself the number nine, the Club Supreme, Swiss turkey, roast beef, mayo, bacon. Get it Mike's way. I'm hungry right now talking about it. That's how good it is. And I'm thinking about it in my head. My mouth is watering as we speak because the Club Supreme, it is definitely supreme, man. So that's my word of advice for you guys as well. Some food advice. Giving you some life advice. I'm giving you some food advice. Joe Castro is in the building. My man from the Philly Philly, the podcast. My brother, thank you so much for hopping on in, guys. Again, reminder, 5 o'clock tomorrow, we will drop that episode, episode 3 of El Parcero Filicon. We were we were joined by Joe Castro from Philly Philly, the podcast. If you're an Eagles fan, make sure you guys subscribe to that podcast because it's a pretty damn good one. Now, my man knows what the hell he's talking about. Some of you guys don't agree with what I say. Some of you guys think I'm talking out of my ass. He certainly is not talking out of his ass. He knows what the hell he's talking about. So definitely check that out, guys. Um, I remember the first time I saw you pop on on my recommended against the Braves opening day. It's been a it's been a long time since then. What did I do, Logan? Um, I I held a stream. I held a stream for the opening day. Uh, I remember I had a TikTok right before it where I was down at CBP. I was doing my hype content TikTok like I always love to do, and I saw the Philly social media team, and that and I and I. Pointed my camera at them, asking the Phillies, "So let's let's link, let's work together." And obviously, that didn't come to fruition. But that talk was a little viral, and uh, I appreciate you all for that. But uh, Logan, thank you for rocking me since then, man. And uh, you know, you you like your Broncos. We we don't see eye to eye on that, but I respect it. And uh, you've been a, you've been a great listener. And I appreciate your your love, man. I appreciate it. Uh, Drew Eva, what's going on, man? Jalen missed some reads. He did, and I called him out for that. I think on a couple throws, he he missed some open wide receivers, but. Again, I'm not going to kill a young quarterback um, not missing some of those reads. He's got to fix those errors, though. He's got to study the tape, come back, and fix that. But I'm not going to kill him for that, man. He's he's grown, man. He's, he's going to be all right. He's going to be all right. I saw the Eagles, saw that the Eagles ran Philly Philly, and the guy threw it out of bounds on fourth down. Yeah, uh, so we ran a quote. It's not really Philly Philly, but quote-unquote, it was Philly Philly. Greg Ward came in motion. It, it was an end around. Uh, Jalen Hurts went for the route, which I, I that was another thing, too. I didn't feel like Jalen ran hard enough on that route to kind of sell it. Uh, but Greg Ward is a college quarterback. Shouts to Houston. He was a solid quarterback at Houston. Uh, he's got the arm, but there was no one open, and he had to throw it away. So it's definitely bad, man. Definitely bad. Uh, Logan, English only. <laughs> we speak we'll speak whatever language you want man. if i knew mandarin i'll talk mandarin too man but i just i don't got it man top five defense that will keep us in the in games that's right drew good point there and drew and we'll talk about the defense tomorrow i don't want to get too much to the defense here today but um we'll talk about it tomorrow but that defense really kept them in the game and again is just impressing me week by week Gannon's making the right adjustments when needed, and it's truly impressing me. It's something refreshing because obviously we didn't really see this with Jim Schwartz, right? So it is definitely refreshing to see. Uh, but guys, it is that time. We're going to start getting some of you guys on here. And again, if you guys want to come on the show, you're more than welcome to. Five minutes. Come on in. Give, bring your comments. Bring your questions. Bring your concerns. Let's talk it out. You're more than welcome to hop on in here. So let's go backstage. and Let's start off with my man, Brums. For our one of our favorite Seahawks fans, please welcome 
Mr. Hawks King on Oi in Philly Sports. And he's showing love to the birds. What's going on, man? Dallas week, baby. Let's go. Absolutely. And I love the fact that uh, we can we can agree that Dallas sucks. I love it, man. I love it, brother. What uh, uh <laughs> Absolutely, man. <laughs> How I want I want to ask you, man. How those Seahawks look? Uh, they they, they uh, that was a tough one, man. On in week two, Titans. If Julio did not go to the Titans and he went to Seattle, then we would have won. I'm saying it right now. That was. Thank goodness, we destroyed the Titans with the first half. But man, we got killed the second half. Yeah, man. And yeah, man. How? God. And yeah. as a DK lover, I had to say yeah. this, but he needs to stop running his mouth every play. Yeah, that's 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 what uh, these these star receivers like to do. They like to talk a lot, man. He at least do you remember? Do you remember when um, Miles Garrett was? All talk and whatnot. Yeah, man, I remember that. What against the Steelers? Yeah, and I remember that game. <laughs> if Metcalf did that, Metcalf wouldn't wouldn't even be top fifteen. Mm. Metcalf needs to shut his mouth. Keep keep his mouth shut. Only say positive words, and hey. Let's talk about the birds. Week one, week one, the birds did fantastic. Yeah. And I don't know if I told you this, but I recently did my fantasy football draft and whatnot. I know you're nice. not a big fantasy guy. That's all but right. I, I drafted Quez Watkins. Hey. Dude got me some points, man. I mean, yeah, it was only two receptions, but I mean, was it ninety some yards he had? I mean, that's got to count for Solomon. Yeah. Or no, he had one hundred one yards on, on uh, receiving yards. But one more, one more thing before I get off. Okay. Hockey is back. I was going to ask you, what did you think of the of the new sweaters, new jerseys? I didn't. I haven't seen them yet. Definitely check it out. It's it's clean. It's definitely and so they they put different ice sculptures. I don't know if it's around Seattle. They oh yeah, I saw that. I saw that Those with are the jerseys. Clean. Yeah, it is clean, man. It is clean. I don't know how the, the play on the ice will be clean, but the jerseys definitely clean, man. And now now I want to look what look at the whole uniform. I want to know what that looks like. So we'll we'll get to see that soon. I can't believe this because I was supposed to go to some cracking games, but of course. The great Jay Inslee said, "No, you're not allowed to go unless you're vaccinated or have a false test." Ah, uh, and yeah, I feel you, man. I feel you. All right, man. Go birds. Hawks King. Go birds. Go hawks and go bird. Go eagle. Get I like there. it, man. We'll talk Later. to you soon, brother. Talk to you soon. Awesome stuff. We got Hawk King in the building. Good, good catching it up with him. We'll go backstage a little bit later. Uh, of course, guys, after the Phillies segment, we'll go backstage again. Of course, guys, if you'd like to, you can come on backstage. Five minutes. Give me your comments and your questions and your concerns again. But let's move on to the Phillies here because 
Ladies and gentlemen, we're in the bottom of the third of this game with one out right now. Phillies are up to bat. It is still a 0-0 game. Not what you want to see. Two hits through three innings, um, or it's two and two and a third. So, man, look, and Adonis Medina has gone three innings. So that right there is something positive to look at. He's only walked one batter. He's got two Ks so far. Only three hits, scoreless game. That's definitely what you want to see. Uh, from Adonis in his first start here with the Phillies. But look, last night, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. It's embarrassing. I know it's one game. I know you can't expect your team to sweep every team, especially a team as bad as the Baltimore Orioles. But we're talking about a playoff push in late September. You have an opportunity here to end a playoff draft in Philadelphia. Red October has not been seen here in 10 years. And they give us they give us that performance. I, I I just I have no words. I have no four hits, four hits on the whole night. You have the MVP leading candidate right now. In my honest opinion, and I think most people could say the same. He is on your team, and you only put up four hits on the on the night. Someone's got to step up. Now, one thing I didn't understand, and Joe got questioned with it, why is DD hitting last night? Why is he in the lineup? Defensively, he, he's a liability. Offensively, he hasn't been batting right, and he's been atrocious against lefties. Let me put him out there. Just give me Freddie and, and Torres, and we'll, we'll call it a night. But give yourself that opportunity. Joe gets enamored with these former Yankees players. He's done it in his whole tenure. Well, it's only been two years. But he, he gets enamored with these former Yankees players. Well, because it's a Yankee way, and the Yankee way is the right way. No, that's not always the right way. There's a reason why they left New York, because the Yankees didn't want them. So what, they're going to they're gonna miraculously be Alex Rodriguez and Derek Jeter here? Andy, uh, Roger Clements? Come on, Joe. Dude, be real with yourself, man. It was just church. We made John Means look like Tom Glavin last night. The dude is, don't give me this whole crap that, it, that John Means is the real. No, he's not the real deal. You made him look like the real deal. And that's the difference. And right now, you're you're tied in the third in the third inning. Bryce Harper's at the bat. You got you already got struck out. There's still plenty of baseball left to be played. We got 13 games left. But the way the Braves are playing, which I, I can get you guys that scoring update if I can find it quick enough. They're they're playing at 940 here tonight. I believe they won yesterday. Oh, man. 78 and 70 on the season. They won yet. They destroyed the Diamondbacks. 11 to 4. <laughs> and what do we do in Arizona? We put up fat Zilches! This Phillies team drives me up a fr There's no other Philly sports team that is more frustrating than the Philadelphia Phillies. It's even more frustrating than the Sixers and the circus show that's down there in Canada with Ben Simmons being a fucking douchebag. I'm sorry. I had to. I had to. I'm pissed off. Oh, man. And you got guys like JT Real Muto making the money that is. He's not stepping up. I mean, I know Didi's not making crazy money, but he's getting paid. He's not stepping up. 
I can't ask more for Kutchin at this age. Maybe two, three more years later, or uh, two, three years ago, maybe I would ask more, but I can't ask more of him. I mean, Odubel, I feel like he's just going through the motions at this point. I mean, Gene Segura was a 300 batter, but he also, too, didn't step up. And now he's at a 297 after yesterday. Bryce got dropped down to 310. JT still at 263. But I mean, I, I, and I look, I don't want these Philly segments to start turning into what's going to happen in the future because I'm not ready and I'm not there yet. Unless we lose these, this year, if we lose the series to Baltimore, my hope is over. And I'm going to the game tomorrow night, and that's what I'm worried about. On Wheels Day, I'm going to be down there. I'm going to be at CBP on Wheels Day. And I'm just hoping that tonight they get the win. So tomorrow I can look forward to a game with a chance. If you lose a series to Baltimore, just pack it up. At this point, just back it up. There's no point. There's no point of fighting out there. There's no point of, of giving you false hope, especially if you're a fan. If you have some hope on the Phillies, after, if we lose a series to the Orioles, just give up. I'm just saying, just give up. And the worst part about it. Yesterday, Ranger Wattis, I know he gave up two runs early. I get that. But he finished strong. That's the point. I mean, he's got one of the lower ERAs on this pitching staff. He's delivered for you. And we did not expect Ranger Suarez to turn out to be a starting pitch, pitcher for you. And he has been. In my opinion, he's deserved an opportunity to be part of the rotation in 2022. And I know I just I <laughs> I know I just contradicted myself because I'm looking at 2022. We can't. We gotta look at 2021. There's still a chance. It is still zero zero here today. Bottom of the third, two outs. JT up the bat. But then um Sam Coonrod does his job. Archie Bradley does his job. Bailey Falter does his job. But the bats, nah, we got it tomorrow. We good. Eh, we're good. Can't make this shit up, man. You can't make this shit up. Three hits so far for the Phils. There is a man on third with JT up to bat. I did not see that. I believe that's Bryce Harper. Uh yeah, Bryce, Bryce got a Bryce got himself a triple. Okay. Okay, Bryce. Here we go. That just brought him back up to 312. I love it. Now I love analytics. Let's go. This is exciting. <laughs> All right, let's see what you guys got to say here. Uh, ¿Qué es inglés? El inglés es un idioma que se habla en Estados Unidos, en la Inglaterra, en la... I can't say Scotland in, in, in Spanish. Scolandia, I guess. I, Irlandia. Y Sudáfrica. Y no sé dónde más. Si quieren, uh, si quieren, puedo hacer un podcast en español de los deportes de Filadelfia. I know you guys want none of that. <laughs> The only thing I know is numbers. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete, ocho, nueve, diez. Benditos, treinta y uno. Benditos, veintidós, treinta y uno. Okay, I see what you're saying. Frío. Dale frío. Uh, what do you think the Jets need to be good again? Oh, my God, Chase. It's like a... We're back. 
Sorry, guys, I hit the wrong button. But back to your point. What do the Jets need to do? Again, I think they're doing the right things. It's about building the culture. However, though, I would rather maybe here's the thing. I love Joe Douglas for what he did here in Philadelphia. I thought that he brought some good player personnel to this team, especially when it came to drafting. But he's done a pretty bad job in New York. I mean, the Le'Veon Bell deal, giving up on Darnold like that, drafting Zach Wilson. I think Salah is a good coach, and I think he can get the job done, but he needs the personnel. I don't think they have that. I think with the Jets, it's just about building that culture again. You know, there's this whole stigma. There's this whole culture of losing with the Jets. You're the little brother to the Giants. You're the little brother to the Patriots in your own division. They just got to get rid of that stigma. And it starts with a good locker room. But I don't believe in Doc Wilson. And it really does start with your quarterback. And especially when you invest a second overall pick in your quarterback, you're going to expect some things from that guy. And I'll think that that's what it is. So it starts with cultures, Chase. I think that's really what it is for <laughs> Logan wants to say everything. It's not It's not completely false. It's not completely false. Agree. Uh, Raiders do this every year. Another season of 500. You're not wrong there. They do do this every year. And I'm not sure if I believe in John Gruden. I mean, ever since he inherited Tony Dungy's defense and then won the Super Bowl, like what has John Gruden done in the NFL? He passed on Aaron Rodgers. He ruined the Bucks. That could have been a dynasty. Probably not because they never had a quarterback. Shouts to Brad Johnson. And then he comes back to the NFL with the Raiders. And it's been uninspiring, honestly. It's really been uninspiring. Uh, Death Star, you mean Darth Vader's toilet bowl? <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. I, I, I fucks with that. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. All right, TikTok, what you got here for me? What's going on, TikTok? Uh, Philly Sports Life. Hey, hey, what's going on, brother? How you doing? Philly Sports Life. Uh, Philly Sports Life. Your profile picture is very interesting. Using uh, positive Philly and a uh, the baby with the Phillies cap. It's a very interesting profile. Philly Philly Sports Life. Make me your profile pic. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm totally kidding, guys. Tom McMillan. What's going on, Tommy? What do you think the score will be in Cowboys versus Eagles? We already want score predictions. Oh, my God. Um, I got the boys winning on Monday night. Yeah, I got the boys winning, guys. I think Cowboys will win. I think it will be a 32-29 to game. Let's go with the field goal. I think Dallas will win. And it's going to be okay. It's going to be another learning experience for the Eagles. I'm not going to be too mad about it. And neither should you guys. I know it's Dallas. I know we want to beat Dallas, but... It's long-term. We got to think long-term, guys. It's a bigger picture. Tunnel vision. Tunnel vision is very important, guys. Right, here we go. More fantasy uh, questions. DJ Moore or Debo Samuel? Um, and you, and the, the thing is, you guys know I don't watch or I don't pay attention to fantasy sports. And then you give me Debo or DJ, but you don't give me the matchup. I don't know who they're playing. Uh, but I guess off of what I saw last week, I'll go Debo Samuel. Philly Preston's in the building. What's going on, Philly Preston? How you doing, brother? Go, Phils. Go, Phils. Hola, lip boy. Hola. Beast mode. What's going on, my man? How you doing? Hawks King, I start, started a new podcast. Look at you, my man. Drop that link, baby. Drop that link. Uh, Eagles 23-17. Showing some love to the birds. Okay, Beast mode. We see you out here. Hola, lip boy. Hola. 
Um, all right, let's move on to the Philadelphia Union real quick, ladies and gentlemen, because um, the MLS did something that I just don't agree with. When it comes to the whole Liga Mekis versus MLS, I understand the whole premise of it. I get it. Look, it's it's a rivalry that has been instilled in a lot of American soccer fans, a lot of Mexican soccer fans for as long as time can be. For the, for the United States side, um, obviously Mexico is the big dog, and we just want to keep up with those guys. But when it comes to Mexico, the U.S. pretty much dominates in everything else, and it's the one thing that they can actually beat us at. So, and I shouldn't say me because I'm not an American. I'm, I guess I'm an American soccer fan, but I'm not an American soccer. I'm not an American national team soccer fan, but I'm Ameri- I'm an American soccer fan as far as the game in this country goes. I'm a fan of that. Um, so. The MLS and, the, and Liga Mekis, the two leagues of the respective countries, are co- constantly trying to figure out how can they spark that rivalry in different ways. Um, if you if you are a soccer fan, you know worldwide in the at least in the major continents. So that's UEFA, the European Federation, and Conmebol, the South American Federation. They have obviously the Champions League and Copa Libertadores, the big continental tournaments, kind of like what we have here, what the Union were just in in the Concacaf Champions League. But they have this like B level. So think about like, remember the BC. I mean, if you're a college football fan and you remember the BCS days, think about the BCS bowls, right? You have the Sugar Bowl, the now I forget the Orange Bowl, the Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, Orange Bowl, Rose Bowl. Why am I blanking on the the fourth one? What was the fourth? The Fiesta Bowl. You had those four major bowls and, and tier bowls, right? Your Cotton Bowls, your 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 Gator Bowls and and those 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 type of uh, bowl games, the Peach Bowl. So in soccer, you have the Champions League, you have Copa Libertadores, those are top level uh, continental tournament. Below that, you have a Europa League, and then you have a Copa Sudamericana, which is like a second tier, but it's the same premise: continental tournament, teams around the continent battling out group stage playoffs or knockout rounds, go so on and so forth. I feel like the 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 CONCACAF Federation could really use that. I would be okay with it. You know, to qualify for CONCACAF Champions League as an MLS team, you need to uh, win the MLS Cup, runner-up in the MLS Cup, win the U.S. Open Cup, which we haven't had this season. They're not going to do it this year. And then you have to be, you have to win your supporter shield. And you get an automatic qualification into the CONCACAF Champions League. I would not be opposed to having the, say, Let's let's say the loser of the Eastern and the Western Conference Finals, second place in the regular season, and then third place in the regular season. Those guys qualify for the second tier Continental Tournament. I would be down for that. But what the MLS has done, they've done this whole Leagues Cup now. Pretty much it's a tournament between Liga Mekis and the MLS. The winner gets automatic qualification into the CONCACAF Champions League, but the problem at hand is it's only MLS and it's only Liga Mekis teams. And what they're going to do is they're going to stop a month of play in both league in the middle of summer. This, this federation, this league doesn't even stop for world cup. The MLS doesn't really stop for world cup qualifications. The union just had to play in world cup qualifications against new England two weeks, three weeks ago. And now they're going to stop for this tournament that none of us even want. I just think that this is a little far-fetched. I'm not a fan of this, this whole format that they're doing. Uh, it'd be a, a long, 
I don't really know who will be the teams in the MLS and Liga Mekis that will qualify for this, but there's a lot of money being put into this. And at the end of the day, it's, this is just a cash grab for both leagues. There's going to be a lot of money involved, and both leagues are not trying to lose out on that money. So I'm not for it. I don't get what's going on. It's extra soccer that I don't care about. If it was a, if it was a second-tier continental tournament, I would be in. Like, why can't Central American teams be involved in this, Caribbean teams be involved in this as well? I know some of those pitches aren't up to par, but that's really what I would rather see. So I think I just think that the MLS and Liga Mekis are going a little bit too far with this. So that's just that's just how I feel about it. That's definitely how I feel about it. Uh, but all right, let's let's move. Uh, let's get back to going backstage. And let me just first off go back here. Let me get rid of this. I don't know how why this went away. And let's go backstage and let's bring on my man, Mister Ian Fitzmaier, to Oi in Philly Sports. What's up, Ian? How you doing, man? Uh, you know, it's been a mixed day. I went out archery practice. I Robin Hooded, so that was the only good side. I'm jealous. That's awesome. I love archery. But um, for hunting, but most of my shots were not going where I wanted them to do. I'm like, uh, I'm going to spend more time calibrating it. And then you saw what I saw this morning on the flyers. I'm like, where what's wrong with Kevin Hayes now? Because that was surprising. And now I got an additional word that today Wilson is officially out for the season. No shoulder sur- sold shoulder surgery is what, what I'm hearing. All day. What? Yeah, I'm like the only good side of this was not hearing Sam Moore. Morn had that torn ACL. That was good news. Yeah, that, that was, was the, definitely that was the one little bright side. I'm this whole thing. I'm like looking at like just like no. This was a lot worse. I'm like, how the hell did this happen? I'm trying to figure out what's wrong with Wade Allison. How does it like a sprain? Well, I think it was like a sprain or something, like a high ankle sprain. They said he's out indefinitely. Right. Like, how does that go out indefinitely? I can see one to two months, maybe three, but not out indefinitely. Or if it's uh, past three, is considered indefinitely. Yeah. This this camp, it's happening in Voorhees, right? The Flyer Skate Zone? Yeah. What is going on there? Like, why, what's with all these injuries? Everyone's, like, fall, dropping like flies. It feels like the Eagle season. I don't know, because this is not normally what goes on in Flyers camp. They don't drop into start flies until we usually complain about it mid <laughs> what um midway through the season. <laughs> we finally get much. the injury bugs early early the mid season we get the injury bugs. Normally this is way earlier than normal. And so what we're supposed to do with uh Kevin Hayes is this is like abdominal surgery, so yeah I'm thinking we'll appendicitis. No, it's from what I heard. This the abdominal pain has been bothering him. He decided to get surgery. I mean, it's the right time, right? I mean, right before the season um, does start. Uh, so our season starts what end of October? I think a little bit. No, earlier, a lot earlier than that. I think actually the beginning like, of October. Uh, early mid October. Mid October, and so my from so what the report said. 
So he could be coming back sometime in the beginning of November if the reports that, are true. That adds up when I was doing the math. It was like, all right, so everything adds up here. And the other flyer news is I heard masks are required. They're not going to force um, you to sit, show um, vaccine requirements, which is mm-hmm. kind of good for me because it helps me because with my medical situation, it's I can't take it. But I'm also noticing, I, I was trying to read, read one of the reports like around here, that mm-hmm. ironically the minority communities are the ones who weren't taking it. I'm like, oh, I can really? think of Yeah. Uh, have you heard of this, ever heard of the Tuskegee experiment? Tuskegee experiment. Why does it sound familiar? Is that f- it's is that not is that the one with the um t- Tuskegee Airmen? What happened what was the CDC did a test way back then, testing a lot of black males. There's other okay. lot of tests like this that they say was supposed to be a shot that was supposed to help them and everything, but it turned out to be syphilis. Wow. So the prejudice in holding of the government, which I don't blame them, that stuff kind of goes with an, yeah, should we really trust them again? (laughs) I hear you. I hear you. Um, Listen, uh, to me, if that's the case, as far as the flyers procedures go, I'm fine wearing a mask. It doesn't bother me. I don't mind wearing it, so. Uh, we'll, we'll, yeah. see, we'll see how that turns out. But we need the Wells Fargo Center to be rocking this year. That is for sure. With full capacity. Well, I'm sure they're going to still do full capacity, right? This yeah, year? full capacity this year. NBA, I'm not heard from the Sixers what their mandates are going to be. I don't know well, we had full season. capacity in the playoffs. Well, no, I mean with coming into the season because they say they're going to try to get everyone gotcha. vaccinated. Flyer said that as well, but that could be interesting with medical. Some people might do the same, same medical or religious reasons. Gotcha. I, my, I have a friend who's a priest who's saying it's religious reasons. And I'm not going down that road. Yeah, yeah, I got you. No, no, we don't, we don't need to go down that road. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what's going on there, man. But uh, with with the with the flyers and these injuries, man. But we we need them to to stay healthy. Yeah, we need uh, them to stay sure. healthy. That's the best way we can actually compete for the cup. And then, a lot of expectations this year, thanks to the, what he did this all season. So yeah, but one thing I when you said them yesterday on the Phillies not making mm-hmm. the playoffs, they got to make the playoffs. I want them to get the taste of the playoffs because right now it's only a few players who have that taste of the playoffs. That's why well, Bryce uh, is being so competitive this year. And it's like 2007 when they got that taste of the playoffs for the first year. We yeah. saw what it was. We saw them make these consistent runs into the playoffs, even winning the World Series. Knock on wood. Mm-hmm. But still, that's what I would like them to see. Is that maybe they'll get that appetite for it. And if they don't even have that appetite there, let's try to make trades to bring people who are even more hungry to get into the playoffs. Yeah, man. I uh, speaking of Phillies, I don't want to give any get anyone too upset here, but we do have a scoring know. update. It is the top of the fourth with two outs. Um, Adonis Medina did allow a run. I believe it was a home run because it's one here. Um, and currently, right now, the Phillies are down one to nothing. To the is that okay? So 
Um, Urias single to center. Martin scored. Gutierrez to third base. And the Phillies are down one to nothing to this woeful Baltimore Orioles team. I don't know what it is with these Phillies. They literally play against these teams that are less than them. They don't have the talent that they have. They're in a worse situation. They just play down, and I and I just I just don't don't I, understand. That's what I'm think, thinking. Thinking like they had to play down. Oh, you there, Ian? All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll bring Ian back on when when uh we'll, we'll say goodbye to Ian. But um yeah. So I yeah I I just don't get the Phillies. Just every single time they play up against a team that has a worse record, that talent is not the same as what the Phillies have, and they just play down them. And the, the, I remember last year. I remember thinking to I because watching yesterday's game, it just reminded me last year when the Orioles came into town. Freddie Galvis was part of the team as well. And they just could not, they did not show up. They just flat out did not show up. And I think we lost that series. Zach Wheeler even got into that rotation as well in that, in that series. And we just could not do it. And I just don't get it. I don't know if it's the, I don't know if it's the, uh, the team that we have. I don't know if it's the coaching, but it just, it just is what it is. So uh, let's, let's say goodbye to Ian. Ian, we're, we're, we were going to move on, but I wanted to say goodbye to you, my man. All right. See you, man. <laughs> I got spam called on that one. I was like, no. It's all good. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, that's all right. I appreciate I appreciate you coming on it. We're not gonna be on tomorrow because we're gonna be at Citizens Bank Park, but we'll Alrighty. talk Thursday, all right, my man? Alrighty. See you, Ian. Thank you so much. Right. Ian Fitzmeyer, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, so with the again with the Flyers, yeah. So we got some bad news today. Obviously, Kevin Hayes out six to eight weeks with a dominal tear. Um uh, Wade Allison, I think he should be fine for the season. But obviously he suffered. Uh, uh, well, obviously they're not going to. They don't disclose injuries other than it's crazy that they did disclose Kevin Hayes' injury. You never really hear that with um, hockey injuries. But excuse me, Wade Alice is out and definitely right now. Uh, they don't. They haven't really given a timetable. And of course, Dan Moran is the case scenario as he's going to be out sixty-eight weeks. When you hear that type of injury, I think it was like an ACL. Um, you expect them to be done for the year, but he should be back six to eight weeks. That is good news because I don't want to see Sam Moran leave. So, um, of course, we're getting closer to the Flyers as we spoke. The Flyers season starts midway through the uh, month of October. So we are getting to orange and black season. A lot of expectations, uh, a lot of fun uh, projections out there for the Flyers. There are some options on this team. Curious how these forward lines are going to look like. Curious how these uh, these defensive pairings are going to look like. Um, and curious to see how Carter Hart looks like, honestly. Carter Hart's really the story and is really the key for the Flyers this year. Can he have a bounce back year? Can he get back to that form we all fell in love with? So uh, a lot of question marks. And Martin Jones. How about Martin Jones with the uh, with the helmet, the brand-new helmet? My man's coming into Philadelphia looking pretty damn sh- not Not too shabby. Definitely not too shabby. Um, with the Sixers here, look, not much to talk about here with the Sixers. It's the same thing. Obviously, Wojnarowski dropped another Woj bomb here today, uh, confirming the fact that Ben Simmons does not intend to attend, attend camp next week when it starts in Camden. And he believes that he has played his last game in Philadelphia, which is absolutely wild to think about. Like, I don't think we're thinking because we're all, we are minds right now. Like, when we think of Ben Simmons, the first, like, our minds go red because we just want to just, like, Put one right in Ben's face, right? But to think about 
what we thought of Ben in the beginning. Drafted him in 2016. We thought he was going to be a savior. Him and Joel and B, great tandem for years and years to come. It's going to be the next Kobe and Shaq, right? Maybe not everyone thought that, but I certainly did. <laughs> but the years went on. We were waiting for Ben to develop his game. We were going to playoffs. You know, we were one shot away from potentially maybe, maybe winning the NBA Finals in 2018, 2019. Uh, and we just kept waiting for him to develop that offensive game and never fully developed. And we all saw what happened this past year in the playoffs. And he just flat out did not show up. Like, think about it. Your lasting memory of Ben Simmons, besides the, sh the shenanigans he he's been pulling off this offseason, think about it. It's giving up an easy dunk because you were scared to get fouled. In Game 7 against the Atlanta Hawks, that's the lasting memory of Ben Simmons. And there's reports here that Ben, um, this, this sourness with the front office stems from them wanting to trade him to uh, to Houston for James Harden in that James Harden trade. And apparently everyone signed off on the trade, including Joel Embiid. And Ben kind of shook that off. But then once the offseason came around and the Sixers were actually shopping Ben Simmons, he at that point wiped his hands clean and said, I'm good. I don't need the situation. I can do better. I can go to California where I really want to be. And Ben chose that. Ben is choosing this situation right now. He does not intend to show up to training camp. He doesn't, he doesn't want to face the Sixers nation. He doesn't want to face the boo. He doesn't want to face the criticism. We talked about this already about Ben. Ben lacks the qualities that make a championship caliber player. I don't think, I think Ben sacrifices not to what a championship caliber player sacrifices. I don't think Ben is willing to put it all out on the line for his team, for the city, in order to bring a chip. He doesn't have that build. I mean, you won in high school. That's cool. That's high school ball. And you are surrounded about around great players. You've always been an individual. Even in Australia, you're Don, Don as the golden child. The future of, of, of uh, Aussie basketball. LSU, you went to a school that, let's face it, hasn't been good in basketball since Big Baby Davis. And you didn't even take him to the dance. You walked up and he said, you know what, I got to go back to the car, and you ran away. And then you went into the NBA. You were having all this fun, the whole relationship with Kendall Jenner. You were living the lifestyle, the cars, the jewelry streaming all the time but when puts when push comes to shove and expectations start increasing you shrink and that's who you are you are not built for this that's fine but now you're going to ruin my process all these expectations i had the visions i had I envisioned Joel and Ben going down broad with, with the NBA, with, with the Larry O'Brien trophy. <laughs> and now Ben is going to ruin himself. Because let's face it, I mean, we've got people talking about a John Wall trade. What the hell is John Wall going to do for us? He's not getting us to the finals. 
I know Ben Simmons isn't either, but John Wall certainly is not going to get us to the finals. It's a screwed up situation, and this is going to be the ultimate chess match that we don't want to watch. Daryl Morey's put in a tough predicament. He put his price tag too high. Ben Simmons has ruined his value. He's made him. The thing is, it's not it's not really so much that Ben Simmons is out here saying he doesn't want to play for Philadelphia that's ruining his value. It's the way he's handling the situation. Front office is no better. They know that's not what they want on their team. There's a reason why Daryl Moore doesn't want Kevin Love coming here to Philadelphia in a trade to Cleveland. Because why would we absorb a contract for a player that we don't need? And let's face it, Kevin Love gave up on the Cavs the last two three years, ever since LeBron left. So why would we bring that in? Why would a team give up so much capital for a guy who is a, a spoiled little brat at the end of the day? That's what Ben Simmons is. He's a spoiled little brat. He can make any excuse he wants. He can put this whole pity party together. But at the end of the day, you're a professional athlete and you're a grown-ass man. You got responsibilities. Your responsibility is to the Philadelphia 76ers. If they feel as if they can make an improvement upon you with one of the best scorers of all time and James Harden, that is on you. You got to improve your game. You don't blame the Sixers. You get back in the gym and you say, how can I improve my offensive game so they don't think about trading me, so they don't go out and try to get a Damian Lillard or Bradley Beal. You think the Sixers want to do that? No, you forced them to do that. And every single week we're here talking about the same BS and I'm tired, but we have to. We have to because this is our basketball team and our future looks really blue. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of Ben's shenanigans. I'm just tired of it. I just want him gone. At this point, just just give me Gary Payton. I don't care how old Gary Payton is. Just give me Gary Payton. Because I'm tired of Ben Simmons. Oh man. All right. Let's let's see what you guys got here. Um, I get a number seven. I forget what we we're talking about here. Uh, wait, I just had to remember now it was Carter Hart's live stream on TikTok. Ah, okay. We used to do our little, God has been busy. I think he's done writing. I have to double check, but he's been a busy man. DK and Juju sound similar. <laughs> I had Devonta. Philly still suck. It is the bottom of the fourth. It is one to nothing. Freddie Galvis up to bat with two outs. This team's embarrassing. Hawks King, drop the podcast link in the comments so everyone can go follow, please. <laughs> I love this. You want to be famous? You want to be famous? Buy followers. Why the hell would I buy followers and viewers? That has got to be the dumbest shit ever. October 15th against Vancouver. Oh, yeah, sorry. We opened the season against Vancouver. 18th against Seattle. Both are at home. We started the season at home. That's impressive. He's entitled, Brett. I agree, man. I agree. What's up, TikTok? What y'all got to say here? A lot of a lot of union love. I see you. I see you. Um, let me see here. Let's go. Beast mode. 12 is go to wait. Who's this? Beast mode. Ah, oh, we got two beast mode 12. Okay. Beast mode 12's got is loved. I like it. No worries. Um, let's see here. Beast mode. Uh, what's going on, man? How you feeling? 
Ryan Briggs, thank you so much for the follow, man. Welcome to the family, brother. Welcome to the fam. Go Warriors. We got a Warriors fan in the building. It's all good, man. Go Sixers. The WTF fan, Philly WTF fan 101. What's going on, my man? Dupe. I love it, man. I love it. How are you, man? I'm blessed. I can, I can never complain, man. We're sitting here talking about Philly sports, even though Ben Simmons is driving us crazy. But you can't complain, man. Dupe. I love it. I love it. Elijah Rowe, 140, looks like a Seattle sports fan. Let's go, Carl. How about let's go St. Louis FC? Any love for St. Louis FC? The newest MLS team in 2023? Um, Jack hates Daniel Jones. <laughs> uh, I mean, who doesn't hate Daniel Jones? But Phillies are embarrassing, and I would have to agree with you, especially if we lose this game here. Um, Phillies end the inning here. We're going to the fifth inning. Uh, we got what's his name? Austin Hayes. What's this guy's name? We got Hayes Santander and Mancini. Austin Hayes, I got that right. How did I get that? That's my second second time today. I just guessed that, man. That's crazy. Phil, we got the Philly Philly podcast is back in the building. What's up, my man? What's up, brother? We just got done talking about our interview here today, uh, about the birds. How this offense is going to look like here against the Dallas Cowboys, man. Everyone, make sure to go follow the Philly Philly uh, or subscribe to the Philly Philly, the podcast. Make sure you guys do that. All right, let's go backstage for one more, ladies and gentlemen, and let's bring on my man, my favorite Venezolano, Don hey, Rafael. I'm good, man. How about yourself? I'm very good. I'm just I'm watching all the situation of Ben Simmons because that means that's a whole sort of it never ends and never ends because it. Even though I told for the over the last weeks, um, where I get tired of Ben Simmons because even though he's been drafted in Australia, and I've been, um, I know once at the NBA All Star Game in Charlotte, North Carolina, but it seems like um, they have a they have a good time. But um, there's between there's between the magic between the season because it it means like they have a sparkle. But the only missing point is Ben Simmons right here because um. I have no idea because he's going to win. It's going to be the net superstar. But it seems like they have the old credits right here. Then, well, it seems like he's not ready to do this because uh, even though we can see the, we can see everything about the workout and he's drawing, drawing three points like so bad. It's like, no, that's the worst choice ever because, wow, a lot of field sports is going to well. And I hope. <sighs> yeah, man. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a rough situation, man. Like I said, yeah, like he's being immature, he's being selfish. It, it's just things that you don't want to see in a guy that you gave a max contract to, and it is def it's definitely tough to see, man. Um, down there in Charlotte, you guys got a young team that uh that should be fun to watch this year. How you feeling about the Hornets? Ah, uh, yes, yes, because um, it was a time that I was in the NBA All Star Game in 2019 before the pre COVID. And I was on the front line and seeing the uh, the future stars were here. I just saw Ben Simmons. I just saw the Trey Young. And, well, there is no lonesome ball. I just see, like, a future stars because that's the bright future right here. But if we see, like, those stars have a sparkle out there, then we can see everything because they have the potential to be one of the greatest of the modern era. And... Mm. It's either between the status, it's either between how free shoes is going to win, how the sweet dunks every year. 
It yeah, could be, it could be like his tags. Yeah, it, it it could be it could be fun. Lamelo definitely intrigues me. Like, dude, the 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 scoring that he does on a night to night basis, he really carried that Charlotte team until he got hurt in the season. But it should it should definitely be fun to watch Lamelo this year with with the Charlotte Hornets. We'll see what the future brings for them. You want to trade? We'll 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 put, we'll send Ben Simmons down there for Lamelo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyone would love that one. Man. That would that would be a great idea, but um. I don't think it's going to happen for the Charlotte Hornets fans because, well, it's... I feel you. Because it's, it might be interesting, but, well, not too... Well, well, it's not too early. Yeah, let me let me ask you. So, in Charlotte, what, what sport uh, is more dominant? Is it the NBA, the, uh, the NFL, or are they... Uh, or the NHL, or are they excited uh, for the MLS coming next year? Right now, the most excited is the well, the NFL because they had so much potential, and well, those teams are looking brighter than ever. Um, do we see like the newcomers? Do we see like old phases? And well, it's really excited to watch. And also, they have the NBA, they have the Major League Baseball. So you can see the four sports, and it came most relevant in those last years. But it seems like we have all phases right here, and we got the bright new athletes over here. So we're gonna see the next big thing. Do you uh, do you ever watch Hurricanes games? Or yes, yes, it is. Even though when I was work, I just usually I just usually watching myself. Okay, very very nice. You got anything else for me, Rafael? Well, I just want to say, um, have a great night, and well, I see you there. If I said I feel it, the captain is yes, here. Rafael, we'll be back on Thursday. Tomorrow we're going to be at the Phillies game, so we'll, we'll okay. reconvene on Thursday, my man, all right? But you have yourself oh, a right. blessed night. Okay, have a good one. See you, Rafael. Ladies and gentlemen, Don Rafael checking on in, our favorite Venezolano. He's checking on in. Good to see him. Good point here. I, I definitely saw a peaked an eye at that. Uh, FIFA 22 race came out, and obviously the Philadelphia Union is what we really care to see here, but... Blake got best uh, MLS goalkeepers, which is very interesting when you got a league that has Matt Turner. And, you know, the Orlando fans will always say, oh, Pedro Galicia is better than Andre Blake. Anyways, Santos got 90 in pace. Not surprised. Dude is fast as lightning. And Kai Wagner got top got top in MLS ranking in FIFA? Really? In a league with Carlos Vela, Chicharito? Lucas Vela, Ryan? And he got one? That's wild. A Philadelphia Union member, the number one ranking or rating in FIFA this year in the MLS, not, not in the entire game. Don't get me, don't get me twisted, guys. But that's very interesting to see. Very interesting. That's how we're ending today on a Kai Wagner top rating in FIFA. <laughs> that's gonna do it for episode 63 of Oi and Philly Sports. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning on into the today's episode. Guys, please do me that favor if you haven't already. If you're watching this live on Ed Barcelo Philly's YouTube channel, make sure you guys hit that like button and subscribe. And of course, you can watch this episode tomorrow's Ed Barcelo Phillies gone episode three with Joe Castro of the Philly Philly the podcast. And uh, everything else you can find on Old Philly Sports, wherever you stream podcasts from Apple, Google, and Spotify. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back on Thursday. Tomorrow, we will be at Citizens Bank Park watching the Phillies. Real quick, I just forgot. I just remembered. It just dawned upon me. I want to thank everyone uh, who, if, if, you, if you follow me on Twitter, especially you, 
Thank you so much, guys, for 1,300 followers on Twitter. Truly means the world to me. Twitter was the first social media platform I really, 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 really wanted to grow in. Uh, I met so many amazing people from different communities, from Philly sports to soccer worldwide to you name it. And um, seeing that count, that count went from 1,600 to going back down to zero as Twitter took that account from me. Now we're back to 1,300. It's truly remarkable, and I really do appreciate that. So if you guys haven't already, make sure you guys do subscribe uh, or follow, I'm sorry, on Twitter. You can find me at Barcelo Philly, that, that tag that you see here if you're watching on YouTube here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back, to, we'll be back on Thursday. And uh, as always, guys, I love you, and we'll talk again soon. Please, Phillies, do us a favor. Yeah.